This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by Naked Bed, a sensual sheet designed to help you let go more during your intimate experiences and enjoy all that God's incredible gift of sex in marriage can bring. Made of a luxurious fabric, think of it as lingerie for your bed. It protects your linens from massage oils and other elements, giving you unlimited freedom without distractions. You can be playful, spontaneous, lavish, or exotic, and that can happen anytime with no mess and no fuss. Explore deeper intimacy and embrace the peace of mind that Naked Bed brings. Go to sensualbedding.com, enter the keyword sexy at checkout to receive a free bottle of massage oil. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, and I have to say thank you again for turning on Sexy Marriage Radio um, and, and being part of what I'm now affectionately calling the Sexy Marriage Nation. And the, the, as the group of people that follow and listen regularly to Sexy Marriage Radio continues to climb and grow, we want to see that message spread as far as it can because we really believe that married sex is the hotbed for sex, and we want it to be all that it can possibly be. So we have regular shows coming out, uh, Sexy Marriage Radio 3.0, fast approaching, and some great things in the works. So if you are new to this community and the Sexy Marriage uh, Nation, welcome. If you want to let us know what you think or have any kind of questions or comments or thoughts that uh, you would love to hear us uh, address on a show, there's a couple different ways you can do that. You can call us at 214-702-9565 is our voicemail line. Or you can send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And everything is read and listened to. Some of it becomes shows, but they all um, become stuff that helps make this all that it can be. And the other aspect that helps make Sexy Marriage Radio all it can be is some fantastic guests. And I'm excited for today because I'm going to call her a friend now because we've known each other for a little while. But Lorraine Raggi is joining me again. Um, she is partnered up with Naked Bed, who has been a fabulous sponsor of Sexy Marriage Radio for several months now and is continuing their sponsorship. And so she and I are going to just uh, go deep or maybe not. I don't know. We'll kind of see where this thing goes. But we're going to have a conversation about the idea of uh, communicating of desire. And so Lorraine, I got to say thank you for taking some time out to join us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. My pleasure. And so just so uh, if somebody's new and doesn't isn't familiar with who Lorraine is, uh, give a quick uh, bio, if you don't mind, just to introduce yourself to the audience as far as uh, who, who you are and what, and what you do. You bet. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor and certified sex therapist. And I've been in practice for a little over 10 years. And uh, recently, this past year, I've um, moved over from uh, Texas over here to Georgia to be closer to my grandchildren and to the mountains and to Naked Bed. And um, so all three of those kind of brought me and my husband this way. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, so I'm uh, getting settled over here into practice and... Uh, continuing on uh, on this new venture as well. That's awesome. And so 
I guess let's just to get just get rolling with this because if you're talking about um, you know being a certified sex therapist, you've got ex- lots of experience of working with couples in the various facets of their sex life, and then also with individuals in the various facets of their sex life. And one of the things we've been uh, a, a huge proponent of when it comes with Sexy Merge Radio is the idea of just desire differences, and we frame it in the context of higher and lower that one of you is going to be a higher desire than the other. And how we navigate that is kind of the conflict of married life and sex, if you will, because, you know, I'm assuming you kind of agree with me that sex does not happen by accident. You know, <laughs> there's... No, it's it's uh, perfectly natural, but not naturally perfect, they say. <laughs> there's a great phrase. Absolutely. Yeah. So how, I guess when, you, when you're talking about communicating of desire... What, what are you meaning by that? You know, I like to start with um, just basic communication to begin with. Okay. I mean, if we think of it as uh, two basic components, you know, speaking to be understood and then listening to understand. Okay. And, uh, and then that dialogue, it's a dialogue that goes back and forth in the couple. Um, so that'd be kind of the, where we begin, right? And then sure. the, and we're those um, basic communication skills can transfer to the couple to help them begin to talk about sexuality, albeit that's more difficult than talking about, <laughs> you know, everyday stuff. The dishes um, and schedules of kids, etc. Yeah, you know, like uh, I was just thinking the other day, um, my husband and I were driving nearby here and uh, we went by the, the botanical garden and the tulips had come up mm-hmm. and, you know, spring long waited for, right? And um, so I'm immediately like, I'm there. I'm imagining, I would love to be there. Um, so so in that sense, desire came up within me when I was sparked by the beautiful tulips blooming. Right. And I began to dream for like, what, five seconds, but okay. nevertheless. Sure. You know, it, our brains work that fast. Yep. And so- pretty automatically it's like hey you know we should go to the botanical garden when can we go so that's communication right i serve up something i want to talk about yeah that's exactly and what's interesting to me is when you're talking about the sophistication of a married life um we're always communicating right Absolutely. i mean to some degree i mean i've always said the phrase of you cannot not communicate in marriage because everything True. we say communicates, everything we don't say communicates. Right. Verbally or non-verbally, right? One Abs- way or the other. Absolutely, sure. because I don't know, ha- having not met your husband, he could be the kind of guy that if he's similar to me in that springtime also means a spike in pollen and allergies. And so the <laughs> idea of going to see a whole bunch of flowers doesn't well up into this nice fantasy of desire of, ooh, let's go roll around in the flowers for a while. Right. So uh, all of a sudden, then, if that were the case, there would be a discrepancy, wouldn't there? <laughs> it's Just kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so what is it that you think, um, in your experience makes it such a difficult transition from, you know, we communicate about everything else, but when it comes to our sex life, we just, it's just, it's such a, a burden or struggle or, you know, there's so much tension that it's, it's hard to break through. Yeah. I, I think there are a number of 
reasons why. And I, and so I would want to normalize that as we just talked today, you know, for people okay. um, that it, it, it is hard. It's, it's, you know, sex is, is more complex. Um, it's not just about something we want to go do necessarily <laughs> True. because it requires us to bring a component of who we are to that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. So while the, the, the botanical garden is sort of a part of my heart, part, part of my soul, part of who I am, it, there's not as much at risk asking my partner, Hey, would you want to just go to the botanical garden? Yeah. Uh, as to maybe, you know, try to bring up uh, intimacy when maybe uh, as in the case of the, the botanical garden, there was that desire discrepancy. So that's kind of for some, some folks um, that I work with, that's already hanging over their heads, so, so to speak, you know, okay. or, or one already has a higher desire and the lower desire. And they're kind of like, yeah, you know, um, so they're already trying to, uh, we're already trying to coordinate two different people, two different personalities, you know, um, two different things. So, and then, and then you throw in sex, which is so, um, uh, vulnerable, you know, sure. You know, and so, um, we've, it's private. We feel vulnerable. Uh, many times we don't really even have a good language. Now, if I had asked my partner to go to the botanical garden, let's say I ask him in Spanish and he doesn't speak Spanish. Right. What's he going to do? Right. You know? Sure. So if we don't have a language. Um, okay. And, and honestly, in all fairness, you know, I don't know. I would say maybe two out of all the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples I've worked with over the last decade, maybe two, when I do a full sexual history intake, uh, you know, have actually had parents that had age appropriate, right, healthy, right. helpful yep. conversations about sex. Yep. No, I, I completely agree because most of the time we're raised in families or churches or environments that are silent on the subject. So our source of information comes from a lot of misinformation or, you know, gossip or skewed or Hollywood or porn or, you know, all kinds of sources that aren't really very accurate when you get right down to it. But I also think of what, you know, because if you talk about the the pressures of talking about this subject with the person you do this subject with. Um, you know, if you, if you were to propose to your husband, Hey, let's go to the botanical garden next, you know, tomorrow, cause it looks great. And we're, we're both free. And he's yeah. now I've already got something else planned. I forgot to tell you about that. You could still go by yourself and, and have some fun and enjoy it. But we don't usually think of sex in that same context. You know, obviously I could have sex by myself, but it's not as fun as having it with my spouse. Yeah, it's not not God's design. <laughs> exactly, it is a two-person you know, sport. Yeah, it's this. The it's designed to celebrate our covenant. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a two two-person uh, thing. Right. You know. Yeah, because what comes to my mind also is just the multiple meanings we place on the context of sex, on the act, on the word, on all of the facets of it. Right. That. You know, because that's the same thing. We used the joke. I used the joking analogy of you. It you and flowers. It wells up a fantasy. Me and flowers is allergies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, yeah. a whole different fantasy. Right. That's a, that's a, that's <laughs> like okay. Where's where's Flonase and where's you know where's the medicine that uh, in case something happens with that I'm gonna have to 
you know, there's my next couple of days maybe. But sex can be the same thing with a spouse because of all the baggage and trauma and history we can have. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, you know, uh, then there's also, um, the concept of, um, of why it's difficult. What about, uh, the concept of knowledge or, or lack of knowledge? Okay. Um, could be lack of knowledge about sex itself. Could mm-hmm. be lack of knowledge about one's body. Yep. Or uh, lack of knowledge of my partner. Let's just say you know. Hopefully, we grow as you know over the years as we know one another. Um, but let's just say starting out as newlyweds, you you really, you know, you, you don't know your partner. Um, maybe as well as after you will after five years or mm-hmm. ten years. Sure. And so you still, you know, are kind of maybe feeling awkward. <laughs> Especially if you're coming from a, an arena of silence. That I mean, that's that's the interesting thing is how often do we find couples that where they've been taught don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, and then they say I do, and now all of a sudden it's supposed to be free, have fun. And yeah. how in the world do you make that transition from guilt and shame and anxiety to freedom and joy and pleasure? Yeah. That's yeah. a huge leap. Yes, it is. And so um, there, there are some good ways to do that. Um, there are some good Christian um, books out there on sexuality. Okay. Um, that could be helpful. I, I think of the Penner's books. I think of Doug Rosenau's books uh, would be t- a couple of resources that come right to the top of my mind okay. uh, that are trusted. I would, I trust their materials and um, that, you know, that would be one way uh, sure. couples, can, you know, learn and just talk. I mean, yeah. so we're talking about communicating. We're talking right. about the dialogue. Right. Um, so many times I will, in order to, um, make communication and uh, anxiety lessen, make communication increase. I'll actually have couples get a book like Celebration of Sex. And maybe um, if they, maybe they don't read it together exactly, but maybe they read it and highlight in two separate colors, a chapter at a time, and then come back and talk about it. Talk about the Uh, different, the different highlights, what jumps out to you, what jumps out to to me. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course the Penners, they have, um, their books out, um, that I really like. It's a, a duo companion book. Make sure I get the titles right here. It's uh, the married guy's guide to great sex and then enjoy the gift of sexual pleasure for women, which would be a great companion book okay. for, for helping a couple to, to grow okay. and just be able to dialogue, you know, to sure to say in the words. Yeah. And, and that's where, um, shameless plug sexy marriage radio exists to try to fill that void also. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's to be, is to be something that, that gives the verbiage that gives the terminology that gives the conversation starters, because some of the emails we get that I love the most are the ones that say, I've never, we've never talked about this, but then you guys did a show on it and that started a great conversation. And now here's where we are. And that's, totally. that's awesome. Yeah, totally love it. Totally love it. Um, 
so, so if you're talking about just we're, we're communicating and obviously everybody has, if they exist in this world, they have some basic levels of understanding of communication. But when we steer that, how can we be better linguists with our partner when it comes to sex? Not just the barriers, because I think we kind of understand that now. But how can we be better? How can we be, be clearer? Or what are some other avenues? Because I think you have the thought of it's not just what we say. There's other things we can we can use senses and a lot of other options that maybe we haven't really thought of it in that arena yet. Yes. Um I, so one of the metaphors, so, so this can kind of create a picture, maybe one of the metaphors that I use is imagining you and your spouse on a tennis court. Okay. And one of you is on each side of the net. And so good communication has to first serve up, you know, the topic, serve up the, the interest or like, okay. Hey, you know, I'm interested to, um, uh, go to bed early so we can stay up late tonight and play or whatever, you know? Okay. So and, someone has um, to serve it. Someone has to serve the topic. Serve it up. Okay. And it's, it's although not like traditional tennis, this is more like a rally. Okay. Where you're not trying to ace each other. out. <laughs> Good point. Okay. You're trying to actually have a rally, you know, back and forth. And so, so that serve goes over the net and then the partner uh, is receiving that message. And then they, can think about it for the moment and kind of attune to what's going on for them and go, you know, um, maybe they haven't even thought about it. Uh, I haven't thought about that, but you know, once I take care of, um, you know, this, this, and that, um, I think I could enjoy that tonight, okay. you know, or, or maybe it's like, um, um, man, I can't tonight, but tomorrow night would be great. Would that work for you? You know? So sending back the tennis ball, so to speak, yep. back across the net to communicate. Yep. And then um, I encourage couples, you know, uh, also use empathy, listening to understand each other um, and kind of navigating uh, through those desire differences because um, you want to know, you know, you want to care for the relationship. Right. You to be sensitive to your partner, both the high and the lower desire partner. Um, and so if they feel cared about and not um, just rejected or like, you know, it's not going to be just like, right. No, right. that's, you know. Uh, or, or so continue. Yeah. Continuing your analogy. If they allow the serve to just bounce into the corner and do nothing with it <laughs> or, yeah they have a kill shot return that totally ends it. I mean, that's not that sometimes that happens. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be real. This yeah. is married life yeah. in the real world. But, but the goal is how do I see this as a dialogue? How do I see this as an aspect of our communication that we have that could maybe add some playfulness, add some, I mean, even some competitiveness to this of where it kind of amps us up. It kind of gets us into seeing this is a team thing that we're doing. This is something that steers us towards our relationship. And it's a dynamic that can really be beneficial for both of us, not just the person that's serving. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, kind of, uh, uh, pacing with one another in a sense, um, okay. You know, think, think of a tennis rally. You know, if you're both at the baseline, you're going to be hitting 
you know, harder strokes, but kind of to each other. If you're, you know, at the net, you might be um, volleying or you might be just, you know, having more of a, just hitting it gently over the net or whatever your goals are. Right. But, um, but just to um, consider each other, consider each other's personality. And I think that's where knowing comes in. Okay. Because, you know, this, it, it is about knowing each other and, uh, maybe it's it's like um, um, a person comes back with, you know, are you talking, what are you talking about? Are you talking about when you say play? Are you talking about all the way to intercourse? Are you talking about massages? Are you talking, because I mean, there's like a hundred and no, whatever ways. Absolutely. So that can make a difference too, you know, Ex- and I think. That, sure, because that gets into yeah. the multiple meanings of what does each encounter entail, right? That because one person yeah. could be thinking, I mean, I, I've heard some people uh, in some of the groups I run and operate with that they've they've come up with a, a, a point scale, you know, like a ten point scale on, uh-huh. and in the higher up means the, the more emotional and physical and mental involvement that there is. That's the you know the ten would be the swinging from the chandeliers let's let's really get at this and and make yeah. this both mutually exciting and erotic and all of that and the you know the twos and the threes that's just the functional tender loving getting the job done the connection you know that it's it's not as much it's not as taxing on you it's really more relaxing and might even be a foot rub <laughs> well, okay. And maybe, maybe we go off the scale and it's, and it is just a touch, but it's, it, I think that what's helped them in the way he's framed this is it helps at least set a marker of he can lob out. I'm looking for an eight and she could come back with all I got's a three. And he's like, okay, well then let's settle on a four. How's that? You know, or, you know, Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm not even on the scale tonight. You know, So, yeah. but it, yeah. I, I love the idea that there are ways we can approach the subject with our mate that don't necessarily mean I have to talk pointedly about it. I can also use metaphors. I mean, the, the tennis, the tennis analogy is great for this, that I, I like the idea of seeing that there's, there's a variety of ways we can use innuendo and suggestiveness and playfulness. And, and you steer that to whatever culture or situation you're in, you know, because you and I are both in the South, right? So what, yeah. what, what means, you know, Southern verbiage is different than Northern. And that, that's not even to mention the fact that we have a lot of listeners that aren't even in the States. And so yeah. applying yeah. it to what is your worldview and your culture gives you a lot of room and latitude to do some things with this. And maybe you could steer it that way to make it more, make the communication even better. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think um, um, being assertive, being um, somewhat direct, but also maybe giving your spouse an out, you know, being open, like you were saying to, I'd rather, I'd like, I'm in for an eight, but you're in for a three. So let's like, what could we, how could we negotiate in a good way, a win-win at okay. a four or five? Sure. You know, because, uh what I would say is neither partner should either quote unquote win or lose. Right. We shouldn't be losing our soul. We shouldn't be 
uh, I don't know, left out in the dark, whatever, <laughs> whatever phrase you want to use. Right. Uh, but it's really about caring and finding a way to love one another. Right. Right. And that's, and, I, and that's the whole goal, I think, isn't it? That's, that's the point of how do I be more engaged in loving and caring and showing compassion and passion and service even to my mate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I want to, I want to transition just as we kind of start wrapping this up, Lorraine, of, um, with naked bed, because I know there's some different things that it's not just lingerie for your bed as far as the sheet that, the, 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 I just lost the, the frame It's naked bed. Finish, finish the phrase. (laughs) Oh, a sensual sheet. Sensual sheet. Thank you. I don't, that just totally went out of my head for a second. But it's not just it's not just that. So, kind of steer it to a, how how can what some of what Naked Bed has help with communication? Well, okay, good. Thank you. That's good. Um, so, as long as the couple decides ahead of time the meaning of it. Okay. I would say they could like set out their bottle of massage oil in a place that's very visible that okay. says, indicates, hey, here's my kind of nonverbal communication of my desire tonight to share massages. That's or good. Maybe they actually set out their exotic freedom, you know, on the bed or. Yeah, I think um, that's a clear signal of, you know, if you walk uh, in, if, if I walk in and Pam's got the the naked bed sheet laying across the bed, it's kind of a clear, hey, I know what's going on later or now or at some point. Your lavish lux is ready. Yes, that's, yeah. there you go. I, yeah. I like that signal. Pam, if you're listening to this episode, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> but, but, but it's just... So, because it is one of those things that that's, that's a tool we can use to approach a subject that maybe we're a little more fearful of bringing up in other ways. Absolutely. Um, and for some, you know, a massage um, in itself, maybe starting with even just a back massage. Okay. Uh, is less uh, vulnerable, less risky, but yet can tune into the sensual side of things. Mm-hmm that can help them feel over time can help them feel more, more and more comfortable to touch or to, you know, the, the, um, uh, being relaxed together. Right. Um, yeah, sometimes that could be enough in and of itself. It's just, it, it's a, it's an intimate massage session that it sex yeah. isn't involved. It truly is just the sensual touch that has, just that bond, just that, that skin to skin contact, that caring for one another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, like I said before, there's, you know, I don't know, on a scale of one to a hundred, there's any number of ways to be intimate, yes. you know? And, um, I think the broader, the repertoire of ways of being together. And as we're talking, of course, you could use naked bed products and to do that, to facilitate mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, uh, and then just the concept of naked bed, making it more special, um, to where, you know, there is more of a sensual feel to the bedding that you're using, right. to the product. Um, and it just, it, 
it's creates fun. I've, um, yeah. Had one comment from a lady. She's like, somehow it just makes it more fun. Like we have a great sex life, but <laughs> now it's even more fun. Well, and this so, is, this is to me, uh, if you're not familiar with naked bed, um, it, then you want to go to sensualbedding.com and check out there. If you use the word sexy at checkout, you get a free bottle of massage oil. But it's also one of those things that it's the coolest thing about what you guys offer, what, what you and, and uh, Andrea have created, is it allows for simple ways of variety, of just yeah. changing things up. Because we all get caught, as, humans, as human beings, we get caught in routine world. And sex is no different. And so sometimes just a simple little candle that, you know what, I'm going to light this, and it also can double as a massage oil, or just a straight massage oil, or one of the sheets that, you know, you can, there are a variety of different sizes, um, some that strap onto the bed so they're more secure, and you could be a yeah. little more involved if you want, but there's all kinds of different patterns, but it's just, you think of it, those are easy, sensual ways to change up the routine, which to me is also then changing up our communication changing up our desires because we all have it, right? We do. And um, I, I would just kind of summarize it of, you know, transform your bed and transform your sex life. Yep. It is such a simple thing that it, it, uh, but yet it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, think, look at that. If you look at the metaphor of sex throughout re just relationships, it's a simple concept of, uh, we all have a basic fundamental understanding of what goes where, right? There's only so many things you can do, but there's also so many things you can do when you get to the deeper levels of meanings and the deeper level of contact and variety and erotic and all of that, that it just changes everything. It's just like your analogy of tennis. There's, there's so many different ways you can play tennis, <laughs> right? As far as how serious you want to be, different rules you want to play full you know only aspects of the court you know there's all there's so many different games you can play within the within the game absolutely well lorraine this has been fun so thank, thank you, you for thank you for talking us through just because it because that is one of those things that's that's interesting to me is this idea of how do i communicate a desire knowing it it may not be the same as what my my partner's desire is but I still have to play my side of the court. Absolutely. Otherwise, it wouldn't be happening. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Um, wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. So if we left something undone or you want a little bit more, uh, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>